Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... And we're back. That made for money show episode 82. Like the hands on a Rolex watch, we just don't stop. I am your host, Mike Copenhaver at Don't Cope Just Win on Twitter. I'm joined by my co-host and producer and good friend T uh, at Saints underscore 504 on Twitter. Uh, give him a shout out when you can. How you doing, T? Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Thanks for another one. We appreciate all you guys being here with us. we got 37 live viewers now. I'd like to say hello to Lynn uh, over there in Calgary. Appreciate you always tuning in and supporting the MMA for Money show. Hello to Jamie Birch over there. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, we're stoked to be here to talk about some uh, UFC. Uh, you know, last weekend was a little underwhelming, in my opinion, but we'll still, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's sometimes MMA is the greatest things, and sometimes it's one of the the things that you wish you didn't watch, but it, it, it is what it is. Hello, Justin over there from Vancouver. Love you, brother. Appreciate you always supporting me um, through everything. Jackie girl, uh, every single one of you guys supporting us live. Um, so, you know, last weekend we had UFC Vegas 22, Holland versus Brunson. And man, um, you know, I'm going to say right off the bat, prelims, you know, my first my first bet, JP Bays versus Bruno Silva. Uh, I, I couldn't have been more wrong, man. I, I, I'm absolutely disgusted with the fact that JP Bays uh, didn't use his wrestling. He's a Greco-Roman wrestler. Didn't even try at all. Uh, Bruno Silva coming off of two losses, looking like the vet he did. Uh, he came through there. So, unfortunately, I lost that bet, and uh, that was negative 1.45 units. Uh, but it just is what it is, man. Uh, props to Bruno Silva on that one. Uh, yeah, it was, it was that kind of night, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely – Definitely that kind of night. And hello to Ryan Richardson over there, our sponsor from Kansas City. Shout out to one of the best barbecue states in the world and one of the best fishermen. Kick your bass. Go follow him for some good fishing material. Um, so, yeah, like I said, last week it started off uh, a little rocky, like I said, because of the loss. Uh, one thing that I'll touch on that happened was uh, Julia Stolarenko. If you guys didn't see it, uh, go go take a look at herself on the weigh-ins. Uh, she put she was literally in such bad health. She literally collapsed on the scale, fell backwards into the wall, and they ended up having to cancel that fight with her and Julia Avelia. Uh, if you ask me, that was God's grace for her and her angels and everyone in heaven giving her uh, a, a pass of, of an ace beating because Julia Avelia was absolutely just going to devastate her and punish her. So um, I hope she is fine and okay and um, safe. But uh, like I said, that fight got just you know pushed pretty quickly did you happen to see that t yeah i saw it um before the um was it what was the way in friday or thursday the friday when they weigh in friday, yeah, friday I saw yeah. it after the weigh in but um i thought about maybe going to bet against it but villa was already such a favorite i was like man i'm not gonna mess with that he was yeah gonna get suckered in with stuff like that anyway 
Yeah, at a negative 360 price tag at the time, you know, in, in women's MMA, no disrespect to women, I love ladies, uh, but when women's MMA, negative 360 warrants a price tag uh, where they absolutely smash the person. But next up on the fight card, that was a Jesse Strader, who was a massive underdog, plus 500 versus Montel Jackson, who came in at a negative 700. And man, did Montel Jackson look like a negative 700 when he, fin he fought here. He looked absolutely amazing. He used his reach, and he just put him down and ended his night real fast. So uh, definitely people who parlayed him, people that have had the balls to put down negative 700 to make 100 or whatever you did to make money on Montel Jackson, props to you. Um, like I said, I didn't touch it, didn't have any part of it. Kind of wish uh, I you know, I'd maybe did the under on that one because it was so simple. But um, yeah, he got he got him with those bird legs. Yeah, those those chicken those chicken those chicken <laughs> legs that I was talking about, bro. And Malarkey or uh, uh, his opponent uh, Strader came out with some kicks, and he actually uh, he he thought about implementing that game plan, but Montel Jackson was way too much. It it was just so far of an experience gap that uh, he just you know it was what it was so uh that one montel jackson finished him quite quickly the next up on the car was roman doldiz he was negative 135 at the time versus trevin giles plus 115. uh man this one uh on twitter everyone was going back and forth between who won this one and uh did doldiz do enough to finish uh, to win I, I i personally thought giles won because i saw three i i, I was a little uh, disappointed in doldiz's urgency and volume um, that was my opinion, but I know that uh, T over there was a little pissed off that um, that Doltees didn't get the W. Yeah, I took him live. I, I felt like he got him late in third, but, I mean, it wasn't the greatest fight anyway, so it is what it is. When you leave it to the judges, that's how it goes. Yeah, and I can't, just want to – can't really cry about it too much, you know. No, you can't. And uh, I just want to say a shout out to Jason uh, Prime MMA for Money himself in the chat. Always nice to have the legend himself here. Um, if you guys also listen to the podcast every week, I tell you about the NASCAR packages, about my boy Prime MMA for Money. Killed it again. Killed it again. Algier plus 1400 folks. $1,400 of $100. If he doesn't win, it usually hits second. He, Dude, the racer it, runs second or third or something. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous at the rate that my boy MMA for money wins. I mean, I'm not joking. Go get yourself a NASCAR package. I I, I will promise you, it'll pay for your Christmas. It'll pay for your bot's mitzvah. It'll pay for your wife's wedding ring. It pay to help pay for my fiance's ring. You can go look at it. It's a nice one. So you know, make sure you uh, go to MMAformoney.com. Get that NASCAR prescription uh, subscription. There's also other sports he kills in, but my my number one thing that MMA for Money does is he absolutely kills NASCAR. He's the NASCAR king. I'll put anything down that, that my boy Prime will wreck everyone. Yeah, he's the goat. NASCAR, absolute goat. So shout out to MMA my for Money for the that. plus fourteen hundred weekend that he had for us. If it wasn't for the plus fourteen hundred dollars that uh, MMA for Money won. For the MMA for Money team, uh, we would have had uh, not as nice of a weekend because uh, you know my bets this weekend fell a little bit short. So we'll get into that as it goes on. I also want to thank my uh, sponsor, Melon Brand Hats. This hat that I'm wearing right now is the new neon uh, that they just dropped. It sold out in 23 hours. They sold out every single one of them. Yeah, I can't uh, wait to get mine. Yeah, that, mine it's absolutely door. amazing. So I've known uh, Melon Brand Company since I was uh, – I've known Mick D, the owner of Melon Brand, since I was 
13 years old. He talked about this luxury hat line as a kid. He told me that, man, I'm going to have this hat line one day with the most exclusive, most beautiful luxury line uh, linens and, and fabrics. I, I always believed in him. He's one of the best people. So shout out to Brian McDonald, own, one of the owners of Melon Brand Hats, M-E-L-I-N brand hats go over there look at his stuff it is absolutely phenomenal uh you'll never you'll you'll have nothing flyer than the mln brand hats so uh shout out to them uh real fast because uh you know you gotta gotta shout those people out who give you love you know so next up on the card after uh, uh dull d's lost that to giles uh, Grant Dawson versus uh, fought Leonardo Santos. And man, um, this was a late bed edition that I had. I felt like Leonardo Santos being on a five feet fight win streak in the UFC, fighting all the veterans in the UFC that he had. I thought that he was that he had enough to withstand Grant Dawson and to win the decision. And I can't tell you how well I thought he did for about two rounds. And then in the third round, he looked like me when I was 17. And I told my girl that I was coming for round two. I promise you round two's coming, baby. And I, it, round three came for him, and he didn't do anything. He did nothing. He flopped on his back like a fish and accepted missionary style. It was disgusting. So uh, that was a negative one unit loss on the OG uh, Santos. It, you know, it is what it is. I'd like to say hello to pa uh, Pablo De La Hoya from the HAPS team. Absolutely incredible dude. He's responsible for HAPS uh being what it is him david newman uh ex disney tv television uh president who's an absolute stud uh peter bittner there's so many people that i could thank on haps that make this possible we got the best community in the world here on haps we're taking over every single platform if you aren't on haps i don't know where you are but it ain't for having fun here so just shout out to like i said the haps team for making it possible for the mma for money show to go live for me and my boy T to just spit it on the mic and just go crazy. So, uh, like I said, uh, Leonardo Santos got absolutely smashed by Grant Dawson in round three. Round three, one second left, folks. One second. One second. He could have kicked sideways. He could have rolled over. He could have, like, done a somersault. He could have closed his eyes and done anything in just the last a couple seconds. But you know what he did? You know what he did? He took a nap on a bed like a Casper pillow or a Casper mattress. It was disgusting. I was so disgusted. I was actually happy that he got knocked out with one second left after the display of what he did. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, next up on the card, finally, is a W for us. I took Macy Chasson. I told you, she's fighting a 43-year-old woman. She was basically fighting her mom. You know, it was an easy win. I mean, mind you. I'd like it to be easier because I thought she could have finished Marion Renault. I feel like she battered her nose. She broke it at one point, but she didn't follow up with volumes or strikes. I just don't get it, man. When you see someone hurt, kill them. Go after them. One, two combos, kicks, mix it up. Do something. It's so frustrating when you see these fighters. They have someone damaged on the feet. Their, their advantage is on the feet, right? And then they go in for a takedown. What are you going in for a takedown for? You're a striker. You're beating him up. And you're gonna you're gonna try to take him down. What is the fight IQ on some of these people? This is why lower class women's MMA. I try not to get involved in. Huh. I'm very glad they that we, they, they can't fight their instincts, bro. That's what it is. Like you know, you, know, you get in there under the lights and you get the adrenaline I, going, and it just. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't quite know what it is. I I don't want people to think I'm sexist. I'm not. I love women. I love all women. I'm like, I like flowers. They're like flowers to me. 
like there's a rose, there's a lily, there's a daisy, there's a gladiola, there's a hydrangea. There's all these pretty flowers. You're all beautiful to me, all right? These women right here, these ones were dumb. They're just dumb, okay? They didn't know how to, they just, I, I don't get it. But either way, I'll take the win. So plus one unit for the MMA for money team to get me some money back. So it brought me to negative 145, so negative 45 bucks uh, for the two show picks. You know, nah, it is what it is after winning $360 for you guys last week. But like I said, some of these people's urgency is just, it's just ridiculous, man. I uh, i can't stress it enough, like the volume and the lack of urgency when they have these guys hurt. I want to thank all 240 people that are tuning in live to the MMA for Money show. I literally, we can't do anything without you guys. The reason why we've grown so big and became what we are is because I love every single one of my fans and friends. This is a family. This is a team. That's why we call it the MMA for Money team. There ain't no room for quitters. There ain't no room for people who want to just sit down and be shitters. All right? So me and my boy T are here to be live in effect and just keep this thing going, baby. So yep. now we got the, the main card of the of the UFC Vegas 22. It was uh, Cheyenne Bays, which I was correct. That was J.P. Bays or Bays' wife. Uh, she fought Maserat Ruiz, who was plus 290, yeah. folks. This fight plus was... Terrible to watch. Okay. Absolutely look, terrible. Look, look, listen, I, I hope you guys will have video. It I got it. I got some clips. I'm the most disgusting display of mixed martial arts. It should never be rewarded for a head and arm throw. It shouldn't exist. It shouldn't even work. It's literally like a guillotine choke. Uh, someone that's a black belt getting guillotine choked by like a blue belt. It's disgusting. It's despicable. I can't even believe that this girl Maserat won this. Look at this. Look at this. Toss. What? That worked? That's it. That's the whole fight, that, dude. That worked? Three times, three rounds, she let that, her, her girl do that. Crazy. And then Cheyenne, mind you, the girl who was negative three million, she lost. She she lost. She got up and then told the girl who beat her up for three rounds that she's going to follow her home. Follow her home, bro. You're going to follow that Mexican chick home? I don't know if you know. I'm from Los Angeles. You don't want none of them East Los fools, all right? I'm just letting you know. Stay peaceful. You go to East Los, eat those tacos. Have respect. Keep your eyes down when you go over there, Cheyenne Bays, Bays, whatever you want to say. You, you know, you got outclassed. That fight sucked. Both those fighters fired. They both, they both shouldn't be in the UFC. I don't care if I get crap for it. They both suck. I, I did see on Twitter, Um, I think they said that um, she said that she spit on her, and that's why she was saying all that. But yeah. I don't know if that's it, true it, or it, not. It, this it, might just be an excuse. It, 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 is spitting at the highest level is so unprofessional that I, I, I definitely, if she spit on her, then I totally understand the, you know, the, the aggressionness of, of back and forth, but I didn't see any spit. I saw some trash talking in the face and you know, it's, it's MMA. So, but the point is, is that we're all people. I, you don't need to spit in people's face. We're here to love, you're here to love each other. We're here to pass good vibes. If I go down the street and I have my face down and I'm all grumpy and mean, I pass that energy along to people, you know, it's stupid, bro. Don't be a part of that energy. You go in the store, smile with your eyes now because you can't with your mask over it, and just fuck, just be people. Have fun. Send good vibes. Don't be like Cheyenne, Bays, Buys, whatever you want to call her because she ain't going to have a good life as a professional now after being so unprofessional telling the girl I'll follow the bitch home. Well, shut up. You go, go to a donut store and get some food because you ain't going to do nothing other than that. Sorry for my rant. Next. Next, this, this is what happens when you get real Mike on the mic, baby. I get going. So next on the fight, we have Max Griffin versus Song Keenan. 
Uh, man, this this fight here, it, Max Griffin, dude. Do you have the video of that T? That's He's going right now, man. dude. Absolutely murdered the man. Murdered the man. I mean, like, I mean, I guess he wanted he wanted fried rice for dinner, or he wanted some Korean barbecue. He wanted some bulgogi. He wanted whatever his opponent had on his plate because he took it. He ate it. He knocked that fool out so fast and made him look so soft. Shout out to Max Griffin. Uh, you know, he's been through a lot. He's been through some wars with some real good fighters. I personally, I, I it's hard for me to back him. I did, I don't think I backed him on that one. Um, Song Keenan, I thought was was pretty tough. And dude, I wanted he got- to bet him. I didn't, but I, I did want to take him by KO. I told my boy um, before the fight. He said he liked. Um, what, what was the guy's name he fought? Um, Max Griffin, Griffin. Song Keenan. He, yeah, he he liked him, but I told him I, I figured Griffin would clean him. Yeah, I have your hands. And, you know, it, it just is what it is. Max Griffin schooled the kid for a negative 165. That was some good money, man. And, uh, you know, I hope any of you guys cash that, that you, that you, you know, you deserved it because it was a good call, man. Um, I didn't see it happening quite like that. I thought maybe Max Griffin would win a three round uh, affair and just kind of school the, the guy if possible. But it isn't what it was. But next up on the card uh, of the of last time of the last of Vegas UFC Vegas 22 this will be the saddest moment of the entire show my boy Gustavo Lopez fought Adrian Yanez and um I'll talk a lot of shit and I I I have a big ass mouth and I do it sometimes for fun but I'm a I'm a really good I'm a really loyal friend and I'm a real I'm a real I'm a real one and I, I love you, Gustavo Lopez. I think you're a great person. I think you're a great friend. I still think you're a great fighter. I think that your the game plan didn't happen to come through the way he wanted. I, I I'd like to. I even told him in our interview. If you guys can go back, I, if he would have pushed Yanez against the cage and give him no space to strike, that that would probably be the best game plan. I'm I'm just an I'm just an analyst, so I'm not here to criticize my friend and, and a fighter who's put his whole life on the line to get better, but. Shout out to Adrian Yanez, man. Uh, his striking, his switch stances, the his striking was clean, dude. I can't hate on it at all. If it wasn't Gustavo Lopez, I would probably be shouting a little bit more uh, good things about him. Uh, uh, if it wasn't Adrian Yanez beating or beating my boy Gustavo Lopez, I would be um, a little bit more high on Yanez at the moment. But uh, Gustavo Lopez, I hope you uh, heal well. I uh, hope your, your family's good. I just keep training and pushing hard, and I know you'll be fine. So you're always welcome here on the MMA for Money show, and we'll have you here on shortly to talk about everything. Next up was uh, Dontel Mays, plus 185 versus Tai Tuivasa, negative 225. Mr. Shui himself. Man, finally, for the first time ever, Tai Tuivasa in a long time looked like a guy that had the talent that I thought he did, you know? I mean, he wasn't fighting the uh, most, the biggest upper echelon fighters in the world, but uh, in this in this matchup, but he came in there to kill that day. He came in there like the savage Islander that I wanted to see, and he straight laid pipe and laid that down. Um, the, his money line was now obviously that would look real good. So you know, shout out to Tai Tuivasa for finishing. Um, you know, Dontel Mays. I feel like uh, that's you know he he should have done that. So, uh, yeah, this was, and that was the co-main event. And so now we're going to move on to the main event, and that was Brunson versus Holland. Derek Hall, uh, Derek Brunson plus 145 versus Kevin Holland was net 165 at the time. 
Well, this was a main event, folks, right? This was stupid. This was one I mean, of the worst main this was one of the worst know. main events that I've ever watched. I'm I'm so disgusted with uh, the professionalism that uh, Kevin Holland displays. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. Are you fighting? Are you are you talking to people in the crowd? Uh, do you want to be a pro fighter? I don't know, dude. I just don't get where his head's at at all times. Um, it's kind of sad and sickening to see someone that with that much talent really not take it serious. He's not taking it serious, 100%. I've said it in the past podcast before. But he, the reason why I've been iffy to bet Kevin Holland a couple times is he doesn't take things seriously. I cannot put my heart and soul into a fighter when they don't take things seriously. Uh, Brunson, shout out to him, wasn't the most exciting fight, but he did what I thought, he, uh, what a veteran should do, push someone against the cage, put hug him on the ground, do whatever you got to do to get that five-round victory. He, he did what he had to do. Uh, he couldn't have stood with Holland. If he, like, I mean, it was evident when you watched it. Like, he could just couldn't stand with him. So, yeah, got to give him his props, though, man. I mean, get it done. He did what he had to do, man. Your wrestling is that good. It's that good. Yeah, and so apparently Kevin Holland's going to drop down to 170, and uh, that should be interesting. Uh, shout out to Tippy, Super Tip Star in the chat. Absolutely love him. Uh, my my brethren from Ireland, uh, great dude and a great line reader himself. He uh, always supports us. And shout out to Vince Guzman, my boy over there in Alhambra. Shout out to Costco. Uh, that's where he works. Um, and then so, yep, that was the main event and that was the card. So uh, sadly, I uh, lost for the two picks that were on the show. I lost 0.45 units. Uh, it was what it was. Uh, if you followed my two other stupid bets that I put on my Twitter that night, I lost another two units. So hey, it was Gustavo was on me. That, that's Mike didn't really want to bet that, but that was on me. I thought Gustavo was going to hit the takedown. It just didn't work out, but it is what it is. But that oh, it is, it is what it is. We we were plus 360 a week before, so we took a hit this week, two, negative 260. So we're still up. We're still fine. We've only been two shows where it's been T-Money and the K-O-P-E. So you just keep holding on and watching us, and we're going to keep slamp. So now we can move on to this week's uh, card. And it, it's, you know, I to be honest, it's not very exciting. I, I to just to straight up be truthful. I like the, the main card. I like the main card. It's decent, yeah. but I get you. It's not that great. I mean, it's good enough though. Yeah, it's good enough to. It's going to be entertaining for us. But um, you know, because it hasn't gone versus uh, my boy Stepe, I'm absolutely thrilled to watch that fight because it's it just that alone is entertainment value. So, I'm gonna go through the the prelims on the UFC 260 Stepe versus Ganu two. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do some quick picks uh, more than anything, but because I, I we're going to get more into the main card. I, I just really don't like. I just don't. The matchups just aren't that exciting. Number one, we got Abu Azatar. He's negative one hundred five at the time versus Mark Andre Barriot. Uh man, uh, Mark Andre Barriot, eleven and four. Uh, Abu Azatar is fourteen and two and one. Um, Mark Andre Barriot striking seventy nine percent of the time. He prefers a strike at twenty percent takedown rate. 61% striking uh, most of the time for Abu and 38% takedown rate. The, the, oh man, this is this is a weird one, man. Abu's 35. Mark's 31. They're both orthodox fighters. They're, they're both just like just right at that level of just like, oh, are you even around? Like, why are you even here? I guess they need to fill a spot or something, you know? And so uh, with – Man, I'm, I'm still having a hard time with this one. I'm going to go with Mark Andrew Barriot because I think the age is going to help him a little bit. 
but I, this is one of those ones that I'm not betting. I'm not touching. I don't recommend any one of you guys um, foxing with. So, uh, so I would skip that one. The next up on the card, we got Jillian Robertson, Miss, Mrs. Red Hair, plus 140 versus Miranda Maverick at negative 160. Uh, Jillian Robertson, you know, obviously this is once again lower class women's MMA. You, you mean, what, what can I say? I'm not going to tell you like, oh, my God, this girl's got the best striking in the world. Oh, my God, this girl jiu-jitsu is absolutely amazing. you got to go watch her this weekend. But the crazy thing that we have here is that Miranda Maverick just wants a strike. Jillian Robertson's is pretty much a takedown jiu-jitsu type dude or a girl. Um, Miranda Maverick is 10-2. and two. She's a southpaw. I love southpaws. Anytime I get a southpaw versus an orthodox fighter, I usually favor that, um, especially in the striking um, situation. But in this situation with Jillian Robertson, her jiu-jitsu is a little bit underrated. And I, if she can get Miranda Maverick down, I, I really feel like she has a path to victory for a possible submission. But she has to get her down. And if she doesn't get Miranda Maverick down, Miranda is going to have her way with her uh, striking because I, I just think that uh, – Miranda striking is better than Jillian, but I'm going to go with Jillian Robertson by submission or possible uh, decision. Could be boring or could be, like I said, a sub. Take that for what it is. Next up on the card, we have McCall Olegzechek. I hope I did that nice. Negative 150 versus Modesta Bukaska, plus 130. This, this is another fight, man. I mean, what are they – the UFC is watering down our cards. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie, bro. They're, they're 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 making like it's literally like oh we got 14 fighters we gotta pay. Well, let's pay 10 of them as lower class fighters. We'll water down all those fights and then we'll give you guys a, a, you know two good ones. And so th- this one, this one is gonna be. It's to me it's it's more of a it's a striker and a grappler. But Michael Olajekic thinks he can strike too, but it's just not. It's just not going to work that way, man. Um, Mike McCall is a southpaw. The fact that Modesta switched stances, I th- I like the that work ethic from Modesta. I think that he just he's got a better work rate. His work, his heart is better. I think he's going to be bigger and stronger. So I'm going to be going with Modesta's Bukaskas to win this one. He is an underdog here, so you know if you like underdogs and you like money. I think that the, he is one of the ones that he can uh, he can win here. And so we got next up on the card, we got uh, what seems to be tricking everybody. It's Abdubakar Nurmagomedov, one negative one sixty nine versus Jared Gooden plus one forty one. Um, everyone is thinking like, oh, this is Khabib's brother. This is Khabib's this. I, I, I believe he just happens to have the same last name as Khabib, and that's going to always affect the line value in these fights. Uh, Jared Khabib in his corner too, and that's why a lot of people think that you know. Yeah, Khabib walk out behind him, and they like because he is from Dagestan, and they are they are close in the sense. But um, this isn't Khabib, guys. You know, so don't get it twisted. Jared Gooden, super, uh, very good striking, very underrated at that. Twenty seven years old, orthodox. Um, I believe he's sponsored by Best Fight Picks, Dan Levy over there. So shout out to him for backing his boy Jared Gooden. I, you know, for for Nurmagomedov being this big of a favorite. I don't like it. I think this is a troll here. I think that um, he shouldn't be this big of a favorite for his name. I don't think his his record warrants him to be that big of a favorite. He's not beat really anybody. Um, 
So I'm going to be going with the underdog, Gooden. I, I think he's well worth it. I think he's tough. He trains He trains with some savages. And that plus 141, man, uh, dude, that's money all day. So I, I'll be dropping it on Jaron Gooden is the one that is what I would pick. Next up on the card, we have Hannah Goldie, negative 120, versus Jessica Penny. Oh, man. I, it's like a, it's this – this is terrible women's MMA. Terrible. Jessica Penny's been around forever. She has she's 38 years old. She hasn't fought in over two years. She hasn't fought in over two years. And she lost to Danielle Taylor. Danielle Taylor's not in the UFC anymore. That goes to show you how good she is. Okay. Hannah Goldie, five and one. She's has really no experience. She's 25, 28, sorry. Um this is a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Hannah Goldie. I usually back the OG because they usually have more experience and they have more work ethic and they, or have a lot more skills. But I think Hannah Goldie's younger, stronger. I think Jessica Penny's nose is fragile. It's been injured many times. I think that she can get her nose injured. Remember what it's like to be hit, end up on the ground. It'll probably be the most boring three round decision possible. I I think that Hannah Goldie will win a three round decision. The only possible way I see Penny winning is a fluke armbar. Only possible way. But, you know, you guys can talk shit to me next week about that if you want. So, the battle. <laughs> Tippy says, Penny Goldie is the battle of the only fans, I think. Yeah, the fans only, the fans only are probably the only ones that are going to uh, win maybe in that one. And not even there. So, but uh, yeah, so next up on the card, I, I was thinking about uh, betting uh, the Goldie by decision at plus 130. So if you guys, you can take that for what it's worth. I think it, you know, money line probably is just as good. You're not getting much more value on a decision. But if you wanted to, the decision is where I'd go with Goldie or the smarter play would just be her money line. But not betting lower cost women's MMA is probably the best bet. So don't do it. Now we have a fight that I actually like. This fight is going to be a lot of fun. Alonzo Menafield versus William Knight. Two absolute specimen i mean dude like you don't want these guys next to your girl when they're drunk right or when she's drunk she like they'll, they'll take they'll take them all of them your girl my girl everyone's girl i you know that's the type of bodies these guys got going on um i i, I think that this spot i think that alonzo menafield has underperformed a little bit i'm i'm really high on him he's nine and two i i dude the body on the dude, like I said, I don't want to get too LBGTQ, but I will I will get super homo on it. Look at the body on Alonzo Menafield. Like, Jesus, dude. Like, God bless it. Dude, like, it's just amazing. His body, his athleticism. Um, there, He's 33 years old. William Knight's 32 years old. Uh, the strike, Alonzo Menafield striking 100% of the time. Uh, William Knight mixes it up, mixes it up 52% down takedowns. 32% striking, 15% submissions. So he likes to round it up a little bit more. But I just don't think that William Knight has foxed around with the level of competition that Menafield is. William Knight is a very good fighter. He, But when he pushes, when he's the bully, he does well. And so I, I just don't think William Knight's going to be the bully with Alana, uh, with Menafield this time. I think Alonzo Menafield is a big, strong brute. He's learned from his losses now. He's been here for a little bit. This is his chance at redemption, and I and I just think that that he's going to win here. So I'm going to be going with Alonzo Menafield to to win versus William Knight. 
and it's going to be a, a, a fun fight. And uh, yeah, possibly both guys could end up gassing and uh, fall on each other. So well, don't don't uh don't count that out because it definitely could happen. So sorry to breeze through that uh that prelim, but you know we wanted to get get through it. So once again, I'd like to thank every single one of you out live. We got 366 of you live viewing. Um, I'd like to shout out every single one of you for being here with us. We'd also like to let you know that we're able to take sponsorships up to a minimum of a dollar a month uh, to help us keep going, uh, to keep the show getting better and better, to have uh, things progress as they go, because there are big things that come for the Made for Money show. And we got some big sponsors coming, so you guys just stay tuned. Now, the main event or the main card for yeah, this work is good. UFC 260. The reason we're here is finally about to begin. Well, the first fight of the night, we got a black belt in jujitsu in Jamie Malarkey at plus 115 versus Kama Worthy, a purple belt in Brazilian jujitsu at negative 135. And as you know, at the MMA for Money show, we've already cashed Kama Worthy. We cashed him at a plus 200 when he won in his debut fight. So it's not it's not that we're not familiar with Kama Worthy. It's um, we were very familiar. He's 16 and seven. Um, 50% striking, 49% submissions. 34 years old, though, is my problem, folks. 34. 20, 26 years old is my boy, Jamie Malarkey. Jamie Malarkey's jiu-jitsu game is sick. It is absolutely nothing to play with. Uh, he's a black belt from the, the infamous Noah Magnus. Um, Malarkey is absolutely in love with uh, his sensei, and, and, and as he should be. And so... I really believe the black belt in jiu-jitsu that Jamie Malarkey carries is far superior than the purple belt that Kama Worthy has. If this fight gets on the ground, it is going to be a wrap so fast it will not even be funny. This will be my first bet of the night. I'm, I'm throwing down on Jamie Malarkey to upset Kama Worthy at plus 115. I'm putting down one unit, so one unit will win 1.15 units. First bet of the night. Jamie Malarkey, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. So let's go. What do you think, T? Let's get it, man. I like this bet. When we looked it up, like like we said, Malarkey, I think we'll have an advantage on the ground. Pretty thick dude. I think he can stand with um, Worthy. So if he can get him down, I think we can take that pretty easy. We'll see how it goes, though. Worthy's no pushover, so. Yeah, no, that's, we ain't saying That's we ain't saying, eyes are what they are, you know. Mm -hmm. This is a pick em, folks. So this is, this is almost as even as a coin toss. But the point is, is that I'm a big wrestling Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy and backer. I wrestled and did jiu-jitsu my whole life. I do always support those guys with the stronger base. Malarkey's jiu-jitsu and wrestling is superior than Kama Worthy's. I'm obviously going to have a little fear of the power of Kama Worthy in the beginning. But in the end of the day, for three rounds straight, I trust three rounds of Malarkey to either superiorly win a decision or dominate the jitsu so badly that he subs the kid because black because the black belt to a purple belt is is there's levels to this game folks and we're gonna find out so it should be very exciting this weekend yeah it should be a good fight though I'm yeah excited to watch that one all righty now we got some fun we got mr rainbow riffraff wannabe himself sean o'malley sugar sean I was actually, I was actually a decent. I, I, I kind of liked him in the beginning, and then I fell off the train completely. And I'll tell you why. He's fighting Thomas Almeida, who's plus two sixty. 
Sean O'Malley is a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Thomas Almeida is a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Thomas Almeida has been in the UFC longer than Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, at one point, Thomas Almeida was 22-0 and one of the most exciting prospects to come up. I was actually one of the first people to bet against him. I bet Cody Garbrandt to put him out, and I was spot on, baby. Um, but I feel like Thomas Almeida is being disrespected here. His jiu-jitsu game is far superior than Sean O'Malley's. His leg kicks are superior. If he hurts those little baby chicken legs, look at those calves. Look at those little legs. Look at those little ankles that Sugar Sean has well, yeah, over there. He's coming off the foot. Um, he's coming off the of, last fight. He's a, he, oh, his, his ankle, I don't even know. That's the thing. That's we the don't thing. even yeah. know. We don't even know. We don't even know what what really happened because all I hear is excuses from Mr. Sugar Sean himself. The same guy who goes on his podcast holding his newborn daughter and he talks about how heroin is cool and you should try everything once. Let me tell you this. Never in my life am I backing anyone, anyone that thinks heroin's fucking cool. And I hope you've been doing heroin, Sugar Sean. I hope you've been sticking the needle every week, all right? I hope you've been taking all that sponsor money and making yourself real strong off the heroin because that heroin ain't going to be helping your legs, not a tad, not a bit. So you better be ready for Thomas Almeida to kick those little babies because if you – I'm telling you, negative 320, he ain't worth negative 320. There's not a way in hell I'm putting negative 320 down on Sugar Sean O'Malley who when yeah, he walks – He's a big fave coming off the um, injury, you know. Dude, not even mention when he fought Sukumtoth, he almost lost the fight. He hurt his little baby ankle again. He was laying on his back on the ground. If the ref would have made him stand up, it would have been a loss for him. He, if he won it by a decision in the end. Yeah, it was unanimous because he won the first two rounds. The third round, he was getting beat down. He was going to get beat down more. His little baby leg gave out. That was the first sign to me that his legs were weak. You know, and then Marlon Vera... He barely exposed it. That wasn't even the real, real exposure exposure of those little legs. So I'm telling you, this weekend, do not be the sucker who puts money down negative 320 on Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's a purple belt versus a brown belt, and Thomas Almeida. If this gets to the ground, Almeida's easily got this as a as a tie and or better. So then what you're relying on Sean O'Malley to, to do his famous striking, his striking while he's on his back, ain't happening, folks. Thomas Almeida's my pick. I'm sticking with the OG. Uh, you can give me shit later, but I'll be here to get it. So I'm going with Thomas Almeida, the OG. What do you got, T? I like it. I like it on that one. Um, like I said, O'Malley coming off the injury. You don't know what you're going to get. I hope he can check leg kicks because, you know, that's becoming a trend. Everybody's hitting hitting them leg kicks and, and fucking people up with those. So. If yeah, if his legs are a question, uh, he might be in trouble, but we'll see. I mean, Sean's good though, so yeah, no, 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 be, he should be the fave, but I'm hey, you know, my brother, War Ma my brother, my brother, War Machine was good too. You guys want to know where he is? 32 years to life, so good fighters, son, up times aren't they're dumb, so you know, Sugar Sean reminds me of one of those dudes. Now, I, well, enough on my rant on him. I just, like I said, I can't stand it. I would never, I would never hold my baby and my boy in my arms and talk about how heroin's okay, and then think that other people in the future should see that you're a fool. I hope your kid sees you one day and he laughs at what an idiot your dad is, moron, scab eater, pus licker. Now, uh, next up, what do we got here? Sorry, I got all crazy. Uh, we got oh, there we go, Tyrone Woodley, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. 
D1 American wrestler, plus 215 versus Vincente Luque, brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Absolute stud, man. Uh, pretty, you know, I'm not going to lie. Vincente Luque is a pretty handsome mofo, dude. I mean, uh, you know, I'll get homo about it. He's, he's a good-looking dude. Uh, not only is he good-looking, his jiu-jitsu game is sick. His, the, the power in his hands uh, is pretty devastating. I mean, he dropped Bilal Muhammad and put him down and made him drop, bro. Like, Bilal doesn't drop for nothing. Um, the, the thing that I'd, I, I I could never pick Tyrone Woodley anymore. I, he doesn't seem to be in this um, for the long haul because it's he's already been the champ. Cares more about his rap career and or other things. I, I just don't know what Woodley you're going to get, you know. If – if I knew that we were going to get Woodley, if this was Woodley seven years ago, for sure, this is Woodley all day. I, I would back him, but it's not. I don't even know what he's going to do. I, I really don't. Um, so I'm going with Vincente Luque. I, I don't like going against the OG Tyrone Woodley. I, I if Very possible that Tyrone Woodley could make me eat my words this weekend and he finally come back and get himself a win. Um, you know, great fighter. Like I said, D1 All-American wrestler, former champion. I'm not taking away his accolades. I'm just talking about what have you done for me lately? Lately, you sucked, and I can't handle people sucking. All right, unless it's my lady at night, it's no good. So Vincente well, Luque. How many is um Woodley dropped? Three in a row? Or is it two? Woodley's two in a row. Two or three? Two, I brought. That's what it's I was two. wondering if it was three yeah. or two. It, it's like I said, I, I, sorry, I don't have that off the top of my head. I got too many things going on. Hey, uh, Papa Prime, thank you for joining the chat. Always nice to see you. We love you and hope you're doing good and healing up. Uh, Mel B from Australia, always nice to see you as well, my love. I'll appreciate every single one of you guys that are in the chat. We have 394 of you guys in, uh, in the chat. Uh, three in a row, Tyrone Woodley has lost. Three in a row, folks. It's three. Three in a row, baby, and so you know that's why you got them two hundred odds. Yeah, and that's that that's pretty much it. But you know, I've talked about it before. The UFC and matchmaking is very very good at getting us emotional and um, getting us putting matchups together where you're like, oh my god, this guy's on fire. He's gonna do this, and then you know it's the total opposite is is what happens. So if this is the cha- the time where Tyrone Woodley comes in and actually uh, you know shows up. Then God bless him and good for him. Hey, John, uh, was it John Nokoff? Nice to see you at Lucky86. Pleasure to see you in the chat. Appreciate you tuning in. All right. So, yeah, like I said, I'm going with Defend Vicente Luque. It's just, it's, it's just what I got to do, folks. And now the final fight of the night, baby. The main event. The what I've been waiting for for a yeah, long time, baby. Francis. The Predator and Ganu, negative 120 versus Stipe, the firefighter, hero, extraordinaire, Miocic, plus 100. The champion being disrespected, being spit on. People are mocking him, saying he's old. He can't do it anymore. Uh, he's training. He's not training enough. I don't know. Are they right? They may be. Francis and Ganu, UFC loves him. Absolute specimen. UFC has plans to go to Africa. They need this guy. They need a group of, of UFC Africans fighters that they can bring over there and cause a big old stir. Francis Ngannou, yes, the first time they fought, got schooled. I bet Stipe. This time, is. I feel like he's got enough time and experience in him. 
I feel like he's been working. He's been working with the PI Performance Center in Vegas for years now. He special special tra- uh, training and attention he's getting. I mean, they're they're they know what they got in this freak athlete. I'm it's negative one twenty Francis Ngannou. I don't know. I have to fire here. I'm I'm I just absolutely have to. I'm going to be putting down the 1.2 units on Francis Ngannou. The freak power and athleticism that Francis um, holds. Um, I, I love me some Stipe. I love his wrestling. I know that he can win a five-round war. Yes, he can. He could also be hit one time and dropped on the ground. Daniel Cormier knocked out my boy Stipe uh, after an eye poke, I'll give him. But he still knocked him out, knocked him down, and finished him. I, I, th- Francis Ngannou was a whole another level king kong himself would have problems with nganu so i'm going with francis nganu by absolute murder devastation just black on white crime even though we don't want no crime everybody all races we love each other but i just was trying to be funny so don't don't hate on me francis nganu is gonna win this fight i'm putting down 1.2 units for him to to be and new what do you got t yeah it's an interesting fight um Coming off the last one, I mean, my fighter IQ type thing tells me kind of go with Stipe. He can get it again, but it's like I told you, man. Nagano is like a LeBron type athlete, just a specimen. And when you go in the ring with him two times, I don't, I don't think he's gonna walk out again. Like I, I, I just think uh, Francis is gonna get him this time. So I'm with you on the bet for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's just how I'm feeling. That my gut's just saying that Francis is gonna get him. And you know how that goes. I mean, that's a that's a big dude. If he hits you anywhere close to your chin, you're done. You're not. I don't. I don't think you could take that shot. You know. But we'll yep. see how it goes. We'll see. This okay. MMA. This MMA and anything can happen. And so um, DraftKings. Uh, this week's a little weird. I was gonna already make a DraftKings lineup for you guys, but the the salaries just came out today. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley is ninety two hundred. Uh, Vincente Luque is ninety one hundred. Um, uh, Nurmagomedov's nine thousand, Miranda Maverick eighty eight hundred, Omar Morales is eighty seven hundred, Worthy is eighty six hundred, uh, McCall is eighty five hundred, and Ganu is at eighty four hundred, Hannah Goldie eighty three hundred, Mark Barrial at eighty two hundred, William Knight at eighty one hundred, Menafield eighty one hundred, Azatar eight thousand, Jessica Penny seventy nine hundred, Stipe at or oh, cheap seventy eight hundred. Modestas Bukaska, 7,700. Jamie Malarkey, my boy, 7,600. Jillian uh, Roberts, 7,400. Jared Gooden, 7,200. Tyrone Woodley, 7,100. And the, the cheapest person on the card, 7,000, is Thomas Almeida. If you guys stay tuned to my Twitter, at Cope Don't. At don't, at don't cope, just win. Stay tuned to the MMA for Money show Twitter. I'll post a DraftKings lineup there for you on most likely Friday after the weigh-ins when I see a little bit of uh, the face-to-faces, those, see how sucked up these fighters look. Uh, once again, I, I can't appreciate all 400, 414 of you live watching me and my boy T. We appreciate you guys tuning in with us, talking some MMA. Um, we wouldn't be anything without you guys. I hope that each and every one of you guys stay safe. I hope your families are blessed. And uh, with that, let's roll.